story that I wrote called Nothing But Bone. September 1929. It was another Monday morning when Carl was woken up by the six o'clock traffic on the busy streets of the Big Apple. Carl laid in his small bed, lying alone in the musty old apartment that he called his home. Half asleep, he got up realizing that if he stayed there too long, he would be late for work again. He got ready, put on his coat, and walked outside into the street to go to work. When he reached the old creaky door of the butchery, he grabbed the keys from his pocket and unlocked the door. As he stepped in, he was getting ready for a whole day of work, of preparing meat for his local customers. Alongside other shoppers, Carl was proud that he served meat to some of the finest in the city, like Mrs. Walker the wife of the mayor of New York City, James J. Walker. She was a frequent customer and always asked how Carl's day was going and also said what she was going to do for the day. Mrs. Walker stopped by the store on that lethargic Monday morning, which brightened him up because it was always his pleasure to help her. She purchased some fresh meat, but today she said she had to leave quickly because she had other important errands to run, which was probably just her husband telling her that she needed to stay home and take care of things that morning. After Mrs. Walker left with her purchase, Carl saw a nasty crumb looking through the shop window at all the varieties of meat glistening in the light of the bright sun. Carl's first thought was to get him away from the shop and go tell him to leave. But before Carl could do anything, the man walked in with his worn-out clothes and his thin, scraggly body and pulled out a couple of cents and asked for some meat. Carl obliged and reluctantly prepared the meat. He kept an eye on him, being skeptical of his actions, knowing how unreliable and nasty people like him can be. Carl was a hard-working man and worked hard for his job, and he looked down upon people like him. The crumb left with this purchase, and Carl hoped not to see him again, because what would people like Mrs. Walker think of that? He did not want to know. December 1929. In the bitter December weather, Carl entered the door to the butchery, creakier than it had been before, with paint chipping away due to the lack of maintenance. The small amounts of the however-long old meat and bones sitting alone in the windows were calling as if they wanted someone to buy them. Carl had to tend to the old meat in an attempt to restore some of the bad pieces into something more edible than something that had a smell that was as if to never go away. He tried his best to cut off the really bad spots of meat, and with those pieces, Carl mixed it up with a variety of other better meats into a grinder and made it into a sausage, hoping that everything bad about it would be covered up. But that could only go on for so long. Carl hadn't seen Mrs. Walker and any other customers in about a month and a half now, and he was assuming that it was because of the way he had lost all of the good quality of his meat and how he was not getting any good business, to say the least. He couldn't keep up with his bills, so he had to cut down on everything he did to try and keep staying afloat as long as possible, but he couldn't stop the inevitable. So, with a heavy heart, Carl decided to sell the shop in order to sustain himself. February 1930. Carl was barely living off the money he had received when he sold the shop, still using candles as lights and lighting fires for heat in the cold. Carl had an empty home with a lonesome bed and a small sitting chair because he had no choice but to sell his furniture also. He relied on the public relief efforts that the American Red Cross had set up around the city to receive food. 
Carl finally decided that what he was doing wasn't enough, so he got up the little courage that he had left to look for a new job opportunity. With few to none people hiring workers, Carl traveled around the whole city daily on a cramped public transportation with other frantic people searching for a lucky job opening as well. Carl managed to find an opportunity at a manufacturing plant that was hiring semi-skilled workers to operate specialized machinery. Carl eagerly wanted to accept the job, but without realizing, hundreds of other desperate people were also wanting that same job as well. Carl and everyone else waited outside, hoping they were lucky enough to get that job. After an interminable amount of time, Carl was about to give up as people were slowly walking away as no one was being called, including him. Until right as he was about to turn his back, someone pointed at him and told him that he got the job and that he would start work. Carl couldn't have been more delighted. As Carl started his new job working with big, heavy machines, he saw the same crumb that went into his butchery inside that manufacturing plant working with all of the other frantic people. Carl felt bad for the first impression of him that he got, and so he thought that he should make it a better one. So he decided to talk to him and get to know him instead. He found out that his name was Harold, and that he had a daughter named Olivia, and that he wasn't always poor. He used to have his own business, but similar to Carl, he had to sell it in order to have a little money left to survive. Over the months, Harold and Carl became friends, they worked together, ate lunch together, and hung out all the time. Carl realized that there was much to him than a person who was poor, with no money. Just like Harold, Carl too had lost his job and was trying desperately to get some Lincolns to live. June 1942. No matter how many jobs Carl had gained and lost over the years, he still walked by his old shop reminiscing about how he was so happy seeing his success as a butcher and realizing that he took things way too much for granted. Carl then became sad, looking back on how all of that success fell apart. He thought on it for a long while. What should he do now? Should he just sit around, waiting for something magical to happen? That's what a majority of the people were doing once the economy was trying its best to be up and running. He finally decided that it was time to start up again and rebuy his shop. Working early mornings again, Carl now didn't work alone. He worked with Harold, who he hired to work for him in his butcher shop. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this book that I wrote.